Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. Uh, no, I'm not Chip Chantry. You are not Kahuna. Yeah, I'm Kahuna. What's going on? What's going on, man? I'm excited for for uh, today. You are? Yeah. Why are you excited? I'm, I'm always excited to see you. Oh, look at you being all nice. Look Stop it. It's fucking gross. <laughs> uh, we No chip today, but we have uh, Mike Sicoli. What's up? How's it going? Very funny Good. comedian. Been on the podcast once before. Yeah. For the yeah, yeah. Sex Pistols. Sex right? Pistols episode. Yeah. Dan Lamore was here too. Well, he was he was via satellite. Yes. <laughs> that makes that <laughs> makes us sound that makes us sound so uh, authentic. Um, we are we're talking Elvis Presley today. <sighs> the, the just exclusively crazy stories though. Just the crazy stories. So uh, I I actually didn't. So Mike surprised me because Mike was like, "If you ever do an Elvis episode, that's the only artist I can talk about for an hour." Oh yeah, which really? and and how and how old are you? I'm thirty. I just turned thirty. How uh, how are you? How did you become? So, that's got to be like your dad got you into it. Kind of, yeah. It was like my whole family loved Elvis. Everybody loved Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember seeing him. I read a book about him in school. I like found it in the library. I think it was in like middle school. And then I started listening to the music I would see in the book and I would get like, uh, I would get the movies and I watched the movies and I thought his story was so cool because he was like just some random like hillbilly kid one day and like overnight he's the huge, the, the biggest star or celebrity ever. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And like to this day still the biggest. Yeah. He's like the original legend, you know? He, uh. I have to, and I have to say that I was never an Elvis fan. I was actually my stance for most of my life was kind of like, ah, fuck Elvis. Like he didn't write any of those songs, and uh, I actually like those movies. Just seem so corny to me that I was never able they were <laughs> yeah I <laughs> were really corny I was never able to take them seriously I don't think they were taking them seriously when they were making them yeah well I don't think they were meant but but I'm saying like those movies were so corny that I wasn't able to take them seriously as a musician uh, oh okay. oh take him seriously yes yeah yeah I see what you're saying um, and then I was also like, you know, like, oh, it was like Chuck Berry and Little Richard. Like he was just kind of stealing black people's music. Um, that was my general perception for a very long time, too. Yeah. But then I started digging in and doing research. Like I didn't realize he grew up dirt poor in a black neighborhood. And that was the music he was being exposed to. Gospel yeah. music was big for Elvis. Yeah. And. R&B and stuff like that. It's a joke. They play it off as a joke in the movie. But like in in the new Elvis film, because literally I've only seen the first 10 minutes before I fall asleep from a headache. But they, they're they like listening to this kid on the radio and they they think it's just another black R&B singer. And they make a big deal out of the fact he's white. They do like push-ins on all yeah. the characters like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, because it was such a big deal back then. But... It's just ugh. what I per always perceived as him stealing music was just him embracing his influences. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then what I came to learn was like he would put his foot down on 
things like that. Like he would be like, these are my backup singers. I don't care what they look like. They're coming with me. I don't care what the fuck you got to say about it. He would always stand up for people that worked with him of color. Yeah. So in that respect, I was like, damn, I feel kind of bad. Like, yeah, I I always thought he was a piece of shit. I I sort of did. I sort of did too until I started digging into his story. I didn't realize what a sympathetic figure he was. You know, um, Elvis seemed like the type of dude I would want to party with, like genuine. Oh hell yeah! Oh, oh definitely. Oh fuck yeah! We're yeah we're gonna get into that. That's why he had so many people around him yeah. all the time. It's just insufficient funds of. We could do whatever the fuck we want. We can go anywhere we want tonight. Yeah. Like there was a one. There's one story where they actually went. They he wanted like the infamous like peanut butter and banana sandwich. Yeah, the fried one. He took a plane to go get it one night with everybody. He was just craving it, and they took a plane to go to like a different state to get it. That is, he would get canceled so fast today. He almost they would, did. They would be like, he's taking a plane and, and and with the planet, and he's taking a private jet just to eat bananas. Yeah, yeah. I think Elvis got the equivalent of 70s canceled. Like, being canceled now is kind of different, because it's like, depending on what you do, you get kicked off of your social media platforms, all that bullshit. Mm. But like... When people found out Elvis was doing drugs, like he was blacklisted for a minute. Like oh, yeah. people forget how broke he became. And then he did that comeback special and then bleh. Yeah. Um he uh you were talking about how Mike was talking about uh like going from like he really was he was a nineteen year old garbage man. Making a dollar an hour. Yeah, he was going to be an electrician. Yeah. And uh, within two years, he was the most famous person on the planet and the highest paid celebrity Can you imagine in the world. What that does to you mentally? Like just to have that much of an extreme change. He went in, he went into that record store to record for his, his mother for, I think it was Mother's Day or her birthday. Yeah. He was just going to record her a song and they liked him and they were like, oh, well, like, you know, record this song or whatever. They got it on the radio. And then that was it. He wasn't planning on becoming like that in two years just to have all that change. I mean, no, how can you play? Like nobody could plan that. No. And there wasn't, that wasn't even a thing. First off, rock and roll was brand new i mean it was like it really it was like little richard was was doing it little richard chuck berry yeah even a little bit of james brown but like it's just incredible how that era you can see the influence one after the other in new artists because the genre was so brand new yeah, but what I'm saying, like, there was no roadmap. Like, there, you know, like, it wasn't like Elvis could be like, oh, I could do it like this guy did. Elvis laid and, the fucking yeah, roadmap. Yeah, yeah. Elvis, Elvis was the roadmap. Weird as hell when you think about it, because mm. it's like, yes, this dude had a meteoric rise and a bit of a dip, but is now cemented in a legacy that is so vast that people still talk about him to this day. His house is a fucking museum. Yeah. yeah. Like he he's still he's the best selling solo artist of all time still. And he was like he was the first one to sell records at that kind of pace. Yeah. And to think five hundred million records sold and there's still no solo artist that's ever touched that. But I I was I was doing my research and I was like, I actually think this is like a three part I think you can break it into three parts. Like 
I think the whole relationship with Tom Parker is an episode. I think the actual music's an episode. But I think uh, all of the crazy shit he did, that's the most fun episode. So that's what we're going to start with. Um, I want to, this is, I, I found this out just this morning. Uh, and from an interview with Steve Martin, <laughs> this uh, Steve Martin was talking about how he was opening for Anne Margaret and Margaret was Elvis's co-star in Viva Las Vegas. It was rumored that they had this long affair. I thought that that was like confirmed. That was yeah. a definite thing. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't in the movie. No, but it wasn't. There's been there's been so many Elvis movies. This one I thought was the best. And this is the only one I've ever seen. I know there's one with Kurt Russell. That one was good. Yeah, that's, uh, oh my God, that's John Carpenter directing an Elvis movie. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, wow. The right before, I think it's even before The Thing, because that's how he met Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah. Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell put him in everything. Kurt Russell did all the music for it, too. He sang all the songs for real. And he killed it. Yeah. Oh, I have to watch that. And then there was that other one with that guy. Uh, he was in From Paris with Love with John Travolta where he's bald. Jonathan Reese Myers, oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. That one was weird. That was like a TV movie. That one was a little weird. There but he also, looked like him. There's also one, I think it was something with Nixon. And I think Johnny Knox. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was when he met Nixon. We're going to talk about that because that was pretty fucking wild. But so so Steve Martin's given this uh, interview to Howard Stern and he's talking about how uh, he's opening for Anne Margaret. Elvis comes backstage and uh, he's talking to Steve Martin. And the first thing he asks him is he's like, hey, you want to see my guns? And Steve Martin's like, oh, okay. And he said this was like white jumpsuit era Elvis. Mm -hmm. And he starts to pull all these guns out of his pants. <laughs> and he pulls, he pulls like a Derringer out. And he says he was like gun safety was important. So he would... At least it was that night. But uh, <laughs> he would he would like he would take all the bullets out and he'd hold the bullets and then he would hand Steve Martin the gun to inspect. And he said he had like three guns on him. So by the time this is all done, Elvis has uh, two hands filled with 18 bullets and Steve Martin's just holding on to three guns like, oh, pretty cool. Yeah. Why can't I? He's no, but trying to figure out how he can hold. He was like, this is just so you know, I have all these. If you're looking at Anne, <laughs> if you're looking at Anne. I have all these guns that I will use. So listen to this. So Steve Martin and Elvis are talking backstage. Steve Martin's like, I can't believe I'm just standing here talking to Elvis holding his guns. And then this dude walks over. And he's like, he looks at, you know, points at his wristwatch. He's like, hey, Elvis, we, we got to go do that. You know, we got that thing. We got to go. And then Elvis is like, nah, it's all right. I actually like this guy I'm talking about Steve Martin. Yeah. And then the guy's like, OK. And he walks away and Elvis and Steve Martin's like, well, what just happened? Mm. And Elvis explains to him that he has a guy on his payroll <laughs> whose job it is to get him out of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's a little less conversation. Yeah, exactly. So that, well, that was what I that mean, was for. That's I, a genius job. It is. Listen, forget like you you hit the windfall and you got Elvis money. 
That would literally be the first thing I did. I was like, this makes them, I want one of them now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that'd be. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be amazing. That'd be an amazing job to have too. Cause you're saving like, can you, can you imagine being that person? Your, your Elvis's fucking get out of jail free card. Yeah. And you're just like, every time you see the king is uncomfortable, you're just like, hey boss, we got to go to that thing. Yeah. And then you get paid for that. What would your resume look like for that? How do you like apply for that job? I would call it something like fucking ridiculously fancy, like time consultant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was no, it was definitely one of his boys who was too slow to handle real responsibility because <laughs> he surrounded himself with like dudes that yeah, he grew dude, up with. The right? Memphis Mafia. The Memphis Mafia. That, that TCB thing. You ever see that? Yeah. TCB. I forget what it stands for, but um, but the, they, they all had that. They all had like rings like that and jewelry. To signify that they were all Memphis Mafia. Yeah. So he surrounded himself with like eight or nine dudes. It's like Entourage. Yeah. 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 But like on steroids. Oh, yeah. Like with. I like to imagine that you said like one of his like country bumpkin friends is part of the crew that's giving him the job of getting the time. I like to imagine that it's not a real watch. It's just drawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no one ever notices. So they're just like, okay. Oh, shit. And what would they do even if they noticed? Nothing. That's Elvis's time. Consent. Yeah. People are just <laughs> and yeah, too much shocked to even question it. Yeah. Be like, Elvis, get back here and finish small talk. That that guy's watch is drawn on. <laughs> I, have a, I have actually one of the scarves that Elvis wiped his sweat with. And he's, it's signed. Yeah, but here's the thing about this this scarf. When I was in high school, I I worked at a Little Caesars, and they all knew I loved Elvis there. And uh, this guy Tony, he's dead now, but um, he would work with me, and he would talk about Elvis because he loved music. Yeah. And he was like, he was a Lebanese guy, and he's like, my grandmother, I mean my uh, my mother went to an Elvis concert, and she he kissed her, and gave her a scarf with his sweat, and he signed it. And I was like, no way. And he goes, you want it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. it. I was like, you don't have to though. But I was like, why would he give this to me? Right. So he fucking, he gave it to me and it was in a little bag and it was all folded up and it was signed. And yeah. I looked up the, like, I, I found it recently and I looked up the signature to see if it matched and it's pretty close. I mean, it looks like it could be, but yeah. why would he give it to me? He, he did. I hate to, uh, I hate to use, uh, this podcast <laughs> as a reason, uh, to burst your bubble. Oh, great. There is no... It's actually an intervention, man. There is oh, no, no fucking what way... What if I showed you? What? What, you, what am I... How do I prove that it's... How do I find out if it's real? I gotta take it to fucking Pawn, pawn Stars? They're gonna I, treat I, like shit? Maybe. I feel like the fact that someone just gave it to you should indicate He was a very nice guy. <laughs> Why wouldn't he keep that? I know. It's definitely not real, but it might be. I feel like it for sure... I'm like 60, 40, 60 being not real. Yeah. 40 b- being the optimist in me. I am too. I, don't I am. Think, I don't think it's real either, but I've, oh, I've kept it just in case. I am. I am 110. <laughs> it's not real and negative 10. We got to find out if it's real. I got to go take it somewhere. I mean, Elvis is such a phenomenon. You can probably get it authenticated. I yeah. Like through, through official channels. There's got to be DNA on there. If he wiped his sweat. How good, uh, 
how good a Little Caesars employee were you that this guy decided not to keep it in his family? And I, uh, that's a good question. But it, like, just the way it was and not folded. Clone Elvis when the when the Ex- yeah, that was another thing because that was my plan when he told me he had one. I'm like, I got to figure out a way to to clone Elvis or get his fucking superpowers. You ever wear it in the mirror? I've never taken it out of the thing. You're afraid that I'm afraid I'm gonna. It's just gonna disintegrate. (laughs) Yeah, it's so old and it's got Elvis sweat on it. What if it dries? (laughs) What if it dries (laughs) when I open it? I just hear it like, ah, his last breath. So, so 60-40 just went to 70-30, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh know. God. Yeah, I, I, I knew when he was telling me that he was lying to me, and I only took it because I'm like, he gave it to me. But I don't know, man. That well, that dude went home and was like, yo, I just gave this kid a fucking sweaty rag and told him yeah. it was Elvis. Yeah, he probably fucking wiped his... Beard. And then on his deathbed, his last words were to his kids, I still got that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably... I could totally see that not being real. He's laughing with his wife in bed. Yeah. I'm going to send you a picture when I get home because I know exactly where it is, too. The, it's, actually, what, it's in a shadow that, box on what my do wall. You th- I'm going to look at the I'm gonna cell know, phone like, picture and be like, oh, that actually does, the, uh, that is Elvis. Side by side signatures yeah. from the ones I found online. This isn't going to help me prove this. <laughs> we got to go to Pawn Stars. You dude. definitely just got some random dude from Little Caesars sweaty ass rag that he tried to fucking scribble Elvis' uh, signature onto. He did great. He did a great job forging the signature. I knew, always knew it was fake, but I would stare at it sometimes and I'd be like, you know what? Can you. It's very possible that he was just very nice. You know what? Nice you know what it's like. It's like when I was a kid growing up, and our dogs would get sick. My parents would be like, "Oh, we're taking them to a farm in Pennsylvania," and uh, that was just code for putting them to sleep. Yeah. But I wanted to believe so badly that that, that my dog was at this glorious farm, just running out his days outside, and I would be like, "Can I go? Can we go visit?" And my mom would like. She'd be like knowing I'd forget in a few months. She'd be like, yeah, you know, we'll go in the fall. And I would I would just so desperately want to believe that this was real. Oh, God. But no, yeah. it's not. It's not. Dog's it's dead. Just like this scarf. Dog's not dead. Real. That's, this dude's fucking wife probably signed it. You want to know something? I wonder I wonder if this dude pulled some more shit after this again. Like he would pick up old napkins and be like, yo. Dude, he gave me one of Bob Seger's guitars. <laughs> hey, like, this, this this bottle of uh old E was signed by Jesus, so <laughs> see this gun? This is the actual one that was held by Han Solo. Yeah. I would love to have one of Elvis's guns. He had some sick guns. He he had yeah, he had he had uh he had a lot of guns and I was I I saw that um they had to keep at Graceland like dozens and dozens of spare televisions. Uh like they would just keep them stored in a room because Elvis uh would shoot up the TV if somebody came on it that he didn't like, mm-hmm. so as as you do, <laughs> so can you imagine being a kid? Like, can you imagine being Lisa Marie playing, just hanging out, and then hearing a gunshot yeah. and knowing like, oh, everything's fine. Dad's just mad at the TV. Yeah, yeah. there's gonna be yeah. a new one in there in like 
three minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what would happen. He would shoot the TV. See, I remember that gun, that green, that uh, that handle. Yeah. I had a book on Elvis, but I had so many Elvis books, but I had one with like pictures of Graceland in it, and they had his gun collection, and that one was always really cool. I would, like pick my favorites out. Do you think his kid would sh- would shoot her own TV? And then, like, she would somehow blame her dad and be like, I need a new TV. I think that every year on the anniversary of his death, she shoots a TV. I would. He he would, whoever he didn't like in the music business, whenever they came on TV, he would just shoot it. So, like, he didn't like, he didn't like Robert Goulet. Really? (laughs) For some reason, he hated Robert Goulet. Wait, are you serious? Yes. So could you imagine, like, yeah, like Lisa Marie's downstairs and you hear like, pow, pow, pow. And she's like, oh, Robert Goulet is on the Tonight Show or something. For fuck's sake. He, didn't, he hated the Beatles. He hated John really? Lennon. Yeah. You know what they should have done for him and he had enough money? They should have just gotten him a remote that looked like a gun and the trigger just changed the channel. Like yeah. that's a safer bet. You know, after 30 TVs, that would have probably been a great idea. Yeah. They Honest? said they they just there was a room in Graceland that they just stored TVs in. <laughs> for so when he shot did, them up. Did you watch SpongeBob growing up by chance? Of course, I remember the first episode. Do you, do you remember the episode where SpongeBob kept destroying Squidward's clock? Yes. But then he opens the closet and there's like hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly that scenario. Maybe they got it from that. Oh my god! But I love this. I love that Elvis would do that. That's so fucking That's pretty funny. fucking sweet. You know, he, not he, for nothing. You can make that an autograph machine too, man. Just, hey, you want one of Elvis's shot up TVs? Yeah. It don't work, but it's got his signature on it. Every one of his family members and like, actually, I know for a fact because they didn't show her in the movie. Elvis had a stepmother. Vernon remarried after. Oh, OK. And, yeah, I never uh, heard that. She was he did not like her. That her and her whole family wrote like books about him, like bad mouthing him and shit and bashing him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, they were they weren't they were negative towards him, if I remember correctly. And um, they sold a bunch of like shit like that. I feel like they sold stuff like that, like shot TVs and stuff. Yeah, they have his award. One of his warts. I heard that one of his one of his warts is in a museum That's somewhere. Disgusting. That's gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he 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 hated the Beatles, I think because like here's what happened. That first record comes out, the first RCA record. Mm-hmm. So, you know, comes out nationally in 1958, I think. And then and he's the biggest fuck rock and roll. They, they think it's a fad and he doesn't even think it's going to stick around. Uh, he gets drafted into the army, does his two years, and then he comes back, and it's like now people are talking about the Beatles. The British invasion happened. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's 1962. The Beatles and the Stones start, and and uh, Colonel Tom Parker had him doing all this goofball family shit. Yeah, you know, like dressed in a tuxedo. That's, that's sing- when all the shitty movies started coming. Because originally, like Jailhouse Rock was good. Yeah, actually, the first movie he was in, right? Uh, he died at the end. I think it was spoilers. Love Me Tender. Yeah, spoiler alert. 70 years spoilers. He, he <laughs> dies at the end. And when the movie came out, 
people lost their minds that he died at the end. They're like, fucking reshoot it. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> and they reshot it. They reshot the end. And then he did, uh, I think he did Jailhouse Rock and King Creole. Those were both pretty good for like the times they came out. Yeah. And then everything else besides Eva Las Vegas was, was pretty bad. I always thought that it was funny that the the guy from the Herbie movies was in Jailhouse Rock. I always I, that was the connection I would make. But I remember watching Herbie, Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah, same oh, cast. It was fucking weird. But I remember seeing that movie for the first time, and being like, well, "This is actually kind of cool." Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a cool fun. movie. But I'd have to see it. I've never seen more than like they they would always be on TV when I was a kid. So I, I would catch a few minutes here and there, but I would be like, this is just goofy. Viva, yeah, I mean, the, the oh, 60s were a pretty down. goofy time. For so, like, there was so many different styles. Like, there was some goofy shit going on in yeah. the 60s. That's like Austin Powers era. Yes. That's some goofy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so he hates the Beatles. He hates John Lennon especially because... That's so weird to me, because especially how much he influenced them. Yes. I don't know about that. Did he really hate John Lennon? Yeah, that's what I that's what I saw, because he was um, Vietnam War breaks out. The Beatles are John, especially is so vocal anti war. And Elvis, is, you know, like he's a fucking redneck he's and he's. Yeah, sure. he served in the army. He uh, he supports the president, and he's very much pro-war. Which and uh, I think also he was jealous because the Beatles came along, and then people were kind of like Elvis, who you know. And I think he saw that they were artists, and he was a performer. And I think deep down he wanted to be an artist. But I think this for another episode, I think uh, Tom Parker took that away from him. Yeah, Colonel's a piece of shit. Because you listen to those. I, I listened to I listened to that debut album today. The you know, the self-titled Elvis Presley mm -hmm. album. And uh, it was fucking great. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't he just keep making albums like this? That 68 comeback special. Sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch it. So fucking cool. Yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it the other night. If and, I can uh, dream at the end. Yeah. He, oh, so awesome. And I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know in the movie that the whole there's a whole nother thing going on behind the scenes yeah. where it was supposed to be a Christmas special. There was no Christmas shit at all. Well, it. I actually... That's not I don't believe that's true. I, I was looking at something today that was like, what did the movie get wrong? Mm -hmm. And they just I think they just kind of it was never supposed to be a Christmas. Oh, it right. was supposed to come out in December. I see. But it wasn't it, it was never there was never a sweater he was supposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to wear. But uh, Kahuna, when he goes to meet Nixon, he he tells he's kind of telling Nixon like. Hey, I, I think you should throw John Lennon out of the country. Really? Yes. Elvis shows up at the White House. Like, they just get a call from the Secret Service. Like, hey, Elvis is at the gate and he wants to talk to Nixon. And <laughs> he's wearing like... It's like when Kim Kardashian went to talk to Trump. <laughs> yeah. It's like almost the same thing. Yeah. Oh God. Well, that's what like you sort of like... If Elvis was around today, he'd be like Kid Rock. 
Yeah. Um, no, that's, I don't think so. <laughs> nah, nah, not a shot. The cool, the thing about him was every time he was like down and out, he came and he did something and proved like, okay, he can still hang. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, and then he took one of the most painful shits imaginable. Well, I mean, who hasn't? Yeah. Um, I mean, did you die? <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but it's, I always assume that's how it's poor Elvis. Um, so he shows up at the White House and asks to meet with Nixon, and Nixon's like, like just totally unannounced. And Nixon's like, yeah, all right. And hold on, before we proceed, I think Nixon's kind of a, a badass for just being like, you know what? Sure, why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's embrace the madness. Too. Yeah. Like something must have been going on where so he was El- like, you know what? I need a distraction. El- Elvis has a collection of police badges and FBI badges. He is obsessed with law enforcement. He was a sheriff in a couple towns. Is that for he real? Did go become a sheriff. Yeah. I never. So I heard he that pull pe- he pulled people over. Yeah, but I heard that he never, he wasn't supposed to be pulling people. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he (laughs) he wasn't like a sheriff of that town. He was like a, uh, I forget what it was called. It was not a full sheriff, but he had a- A deputy sheriff. Yes, yes. So he- I'd watch the fuck out of a show called Deputy Sheriff Yeah, imagine Cops with Elvis, dude. Well, they, uh, Steven Seagal did that. There was a reality show where Steven Seagal became a sheriff of a town. that's fucking Steven, no one gives a fuck about Steven Seagal. I tell my mom she looks like Steven Seagal and she gets so fucking pissed (laughs) off. I fucking send her pictures of him side by side. Just whenever she wears a ponytail. Oh, I'm like, be careful. Like my sisters argue with her all the time. And I'm like, be careful, guys. She knows oh, karate. So fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I'd high five you if it would cause audio issues. He meet he meets with Nixon pretty much just to get this like DEA badge like he he wants to be he's talking about how he wants to help stamp out drug use and he thinks that the artists today the big artists today are influencing kids in all the wrong way and he's talking about how the Beatles come to America make all their money and then they go back to England and uh, trash talk American politics and of course like Nixon's got to be creaming in his pants from hearing this, you know, because <laughs> they had John Lennon on the FBI surveillance list. And, uh, and they kept- but also like he's probably for sure hopped up on painkiller. Like he like he was. This was Vegas Elvis at the time, right? So had to be the late 60s, early 70s. Well, this is also the Nixon era. Yeah. So, so yeah. It was, yeah, it had to have been. But they say that that picture of him meeting Elvis uh, of all the like tens of thousands of official White House pictures taken, that's still easily the most requested <laughs> picture from the National Archives. Elvis, like that Elvis was cool, man. I wouldn't be, honestly. I think this. If he was still around, I think he could sell out shows. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think he he was. Uh, if he didn't die, he would have done. There's a lot more that he would have done. I think. So. I heard another great story involving these badges. Like, this is the kind of shit he would do with the badges. What the fuck? So. Wait. That Elvis versus Nixon movie was written by by Karius? What? Oh, the dude from uh, Princess Bride? He wrote that? That's funny. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, Tom Hanks wanted this movie made for a long uh, the, the Elvis movie made forever, right? 
Did he? He is such well, a diehard he, Elvis fan. He, I, you wouldn't know it by how terrible he was in that movie. <laughs> He's he, he, straight I, up fucking evil. I've never hated Tom Hanks. Like, who's ever been like, oh, fuck Tom Hanks? It didn't look role. like him. That's why I think. But that accent was just, it took, every time he opened his mouth, I was like, this movie sucks. And then, But then every time Elvis did something, I was like, oh, this is a cool movie. It was it was a very uh, yeah. it was a very roller coaster of emotions for me watching it. I disagree, but I'm gonna have to finish the movie. Um, definitely, definitely watch it. Definitely because it was good. <laughs> I you, do. If you like, wait a little bit, all that, all that, like it does start off like very in your face, but uh, it but eventually like becomes a movie. Yeah, that's the also because the guy who that. makes it. That's yeah, because exactly. Of Baz Baz Lerner. Lerner. But like, I think honestly, his style is fitting for making an Elvis movie. Like, yeah. and like that to me makes the most sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That you want the, he's got the big rhinestones, he's the flashy lifestyle. Yeah. You want yeah, you want Can you that. imagine if this if he was the one who directed the NWA movie? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean that movie wasn't very good either. I thought that Let's movie was good. Honest. I oh, like that God. movie. I checked out of that movie five minutes in when when the when the gang member kicks his way onto the school bus and he's like, "What you should be doing is is uh, slanging these school books." Like, do you remember what I'm talking about? I know the scene you're talking about, but like, they make it much cooler in the movie than you're explaining. And they don't make it that much cooler. I liked, it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Straight to comp. I thought that was a cool ass scene where they, oh, where they. I was like, I was like, oh, they're throwing, that was they're such throwing, a Hollywood. They're throwing gang signs out the window, and motherfuckers pull up in front of their bus to be like, "You really want to play that game? You, you, yeah, yeah. you should be gang slanging knowledge." You didn't say that. You should be shooting those math books. It was something like that. It was pretty. Anyway, this is going to be the first lost episode of I Love Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Um, I was a huge NWA fan. I, I I was obsessed with Ice Cube and Eze growing up. Uh, but uh, yeah, that movie didn't do it for me. I don't know. I think that like, I, and it's actually on topic. But like, I think both of them kind of like. Yes, they're bo they were both phenomenons when it came to the music industry and stuff like that. But like, it's kind of crazy how often those type of waves come and go. And Elvis really was the first person to ride that fucking wave. Yeah, and yeah, it's crazy. Kind of set the framework of how to fucking be a rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he, the, he's like the original superstar. Yeah, there was nobody of that capability back then. Today, sometimes it's like today. Sometimes people almost get there. I feel like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's been too many people that have come around that have that uh, massive fan base. It was so massive, many people, but also just that uh, Justin Bieber, bro. Justin Bieber kind of comes a little tiny bit close the fuck out of here i mean with how many people like that yeah kid, but also but how like, long he's been but, around but look at the music elvis left behind of all course, those great songs justin I'm, I'm bieber's not about, leaving behind. i'm talking about celebrity not for us no no i'm talking about celebrity status you think do you think 70 years from now people are going to be listening to that first justin bieber album no 110 no. oh really you think so i think maybe i think some kids will still be pumping that stupid shit because remember when that shit came out it was like a fucking do you, do you, wave of terrible yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't admit to fucking liking it but I, right. I, do you, I do remember you think, that shit but do you remember how massive Backstreet Boys were 
Nobody listens to that shit. Yeah, I'm. So what I'm saying. Do you think that gets passed <laughs> down from generation? Do you think like you pass Justin Bieber down to your kids and they pass it down to their kids and I'm they not, pass it down? I'm like, not talking they about do that like Elvis. I'm not. To- Maybe Lady Gaga is a better example. Lady Gaga is pretty close. The to- best. The best thing that I could come up with, just in terms of uh, how good the songs were. And how cool he was, and how yeah, how cool. much swagger. You're setting like, up too much of a list of criteria from the jump. Um, like he's got to be cool. The record's got to be great, and a huge following. Yeah, that's uh, that's what he was, right? It's true. I but saw, I'm like that I list saw, is narrow as fuck. It was I, just like everything happened for him perfectly. It like uh, it's just like he was an awkward kid. He got bullied and shit. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it hits him. Instead of at, at like a big time in his life, he was like twenty. 23, 25? It was early. Younger. Younger. No, he was, by the time he he was 21, he was the biggest. Okay, so he was like 19, 20 years old, big big moment in your life, your adolescence. You get hit with all that confidence and all these girls throwing themselves at you, everybody telling you're great and and you have talent and you're moving like no one's ever seen and it just all happens and it was just nonstop. Skyrocket. That's Um, fucking weird. I'm, oh, so let, oh. let me let me tell you this story about what he does with with this uh, with one of these stories. What he does with a badge. So he is a guy uh, on his payroll, like one of the Memphis Mafia dudes, but he's stealing from Elvis. He's he's signing his names to checks. Oh wow! And Elvis finds out they fire the dude. I forget where they were. Um, it wasn't Memphis. They like he had houses all over the country, so it, it may have been like California or whatever. But um, Elvis finds out they fire the dude, and the dude is flying back to Memphis the next morning. And Elvis realizes that this dude on his way out steals. He knows where Elvis keeps like personal artifacts. And like his fucking wart. <laughs> I know Elvis has that wart down there in the basement. That's got to be worth at least thirty k. He he steals pictures of him and Priscilla, like oh. like nude photos and shit, like shit that would have been real embarrassing to get out. And uh, they say Elvis realizes it. He's up all night, just pacing back and forth. He knows this dude's flights in the morning. Mm. So he's up early, like crack of dawn. They say he never woke up like before noon. They said he's up crack of dawn. He gets some of the Memphis Mafia members and he's like, let's go to the airport and take care of this. That's fucking. They killing. they they drive. They fly to the airport. I'm guessing it wasn't like a giant commercial airline because Elvis. They like they're on the tarmac, mm-hmm. and the pilot recognizes Elvis from the cockpit, and he's like, "Oh, Elvis must have missed his flight." So, the pilot radios to the grounds crew. He's like, "Hey, get the stairs." Get the platform out because Elvis missed it. There's pictures. There's somebody there was taking pictures while they're walking up the, the stairs into this airplane. So the pilot comes out and he was like, hey, Elvis, you missed your plane? And Elvis was like, 
No, I'm I'm here as uh, I'm here as a federal agent. Oh my god, dude, you should have been in the movie. Yeah, that, that sounds really just like good. him, yeah. right? Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> he he pulls out he pulls out the federal badge, and he's like, "I'm here as as an agent of the law, and you have you have a you, you have a fugitive on your plane." And the pilot was like, "What? <laughs> like, you're not a federal agent. You're Elvis Presley." And Elvis is like, no, I know I'm Elvis, but I'm also a federal agent. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> and then he and then so then he starts like they're they're looking for the dude on the plane. And he's like starts making small talk with the pilots like, so what time is this plane land in Memphis anyway? Pilot's like, Memphis? This plane's going to San Francisco. They're on the wrong plane. Elvis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Elvis, oh my God. Elvis and his cronies just jump aboard some random plane and flash a fucking like honorary, That's you know, funny. deputy, whatever badge and try and stop it from taking off. So Elvis and his boys tear out of there. Elvis goes, he tells his boys, he's like, find them and bring them to me. Mm. So then they go on another, they find him, I guess, before he boards the plane. They bring him back to Elvis. They've got him sat down in a chair. He thinks they're going to kill him. Elvis comes out and he punches the dude right in the face. He's like, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? And then he punches the dude in the face. And they said not super hard, but I guess with all those like dumb rings. He didn't take his fucking rings off? Yeah, he didn't take his rings off. Yeah, so he he caught him. He caught him on the forehead and opened up a gash. Blood starts pouring out. And uh, the dude finally gives back. He gives back the pictures nice. and promises never to tell anybody. Um, Honestly, I think Elvis handled that like a fucking boss. Hell yeah, is it e- except, yeah. For, except for the stopping the wrong plane. Yeah, yeah. How great is that? I, That's I funny. think that like he handled that like a fucking champion. Yeah. Like, honestly. That's fucking badass. Like, that's fucking dope. Uh, apparently, he was really good at karate. Like, karate had just sort of... Yeah, those videos of him, though, doing it. Like, I've seen the videos of him doing it, and they're awful because the videos that go viral are the ones of him when he's really fat. Yeah. And he's, like, all drugged up. But he was a big dude. He yeah. was, like, 6'2". Yeah. Yeah, he, was a, he wasn't... They, they said... Uh... I saw an interview with one of the dudes and they said that one of the Memphis Mafia dudes was like, oh, this karate is bullshit. And yeah. any of these guys get into a street fight and they're, they're not going to have times to get into their stance. And any any street fighter will kick the shit out of a. And Elvis is like, you know, I really don't think so. And Elvis had been studying karate. So the guy was and so then Elvis was like, you want to try? <laughs> and the guy was like, sure. So Elvis, so the dude uh, takes a swing at Elvis. Elvis like uh, dodges it, you know, like uses his hand to redirect and like karate chops the dude. And the dude goes flying backwards into a table and uh, he gets up and he was like, but what if we what if it was a roundhouse punch? And Elvis was like, you want to try? And the dude was like, sure. <laughs> and he got up, throws a roundhouse punch. Elvis, same thing, uh, dodges the punch, redirects it, counter punches, sends him sprawling across the same table. And they said the dude got up five or six times. It was like, but what if? Yeah, because he was like, oh, <laughs> he probably liked it. He was like, this feels so good. Honestly, like, if, if you're, <laughs> fuck it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're at that point and you asked him the first time and you realize he's that cool with it, I'd ask a bunch of fucking questions, too. This is probably like a dream come true for Elvis, too. He's like, this is awesome. I have a live fucking dummy that I could just beat the shit out of. He then looks over at him and is like, you want a job, kid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty sweet, man. I would love to hang out with Elvis. He yeah. does. He does seem like uh, he would have been. Time. He would have been a lot of fun to hang out with. He. Uh, he. Um, he had a little uh, bit of a temper. He had a he had a pretty big yeah. temper. It he, sounds like he fired everybody uh, on his staff once. He got real pissed off and he fired everybody. And when he hired them back, he bought them all Cadillacs. Yeah, that's. I mean, and and he fired that. He fired those guys. They all said like. Oh, we all got fired like at least ten times. Yeah, yeah. You would fire everybody and rehire them. That's expensive to <laughs> to fire and rehire. To fire. Well, if you're if you got to buy them all, fucking. Oh, gifts. he wouldn't. That's expensive. Yeah, but I think that only happened once. That was like a one-time thing. Um, I think the Memphis Mafia alone deserve a movie. Like, yeah, there's like like forget the Elvis biopic. I want to see a film about this bunch of dudes hangover style. Still set in the 50s and 60s, but like, I want to hear some more of these fucking stories. Man. It should be like a Netflix show, but it they should add a little bit of a... Netflix is already doing an Elvis show. There's, there's Are a, they really? Agent King. I can't fucking wait for this. Get the fuck out Have you not heard of this? No. Agent King is an animated adult action show oh. where Elvis is a spy. Fuck yeah. I'm going to be watching that, definitely. Look, did I pull up the artwork So before? it's basically action Johnny Bravo. Yeah. No way. Oh, that, that looks, looks so awesome. Cool. That does look cool. That's in the big, like, Elvis comeback special lettering. Oh, that's awesome. I can't fucking wait till that comes out. Who's doing the voice of Elvis? They haven't announced it yet. I, oh, I, I, I'll do it. I am. <laughs> Dave, I'm assuming, I'm assuming by the time this comes out and they hear me, they're gonna know. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna be like, let's get that. Uh, let's get that Jew. From <laughs> it, is, it is a comedy, so I'm I'm a little skeptical. I could do an Elvis impression. I would what? love to see this, dude. I will. I sing Elvis in my car, like till I almost black out. Really, by myself. What are your favorite Elvis songs? Well, if I can dream, is probably my favorite. But like, I love I love all of. Them. I love I, except like the shitty movie ones. Yeah. I had so many. When I used to deliver pizzas in high school, I used to play the Elvis. Uh, it was the greatest hits, the gold one. Mm -hmm. I used to play that on repeat every time I would deliver pizzas. And I re remember them all like by heart. I was a huge Elvis fan. Well, that's why they gave you the scarf. That's why he got the scarf. Dude, signed, signed by the dude. You know anybody else with a fucking Elvis scarf? I mean, I, I will by tomorrow. I'm going to start giving them out. I'm going to go get that wart, too. <laughs> um... Uh, I heard another funny story. He's renting a house in uh, Palm Springs, and he's renting it from Jack Warner, the head of Warner Brothers. And I was talking before. <laughs> I already know what he's doing over there. <laughs> hey, man, look at this authentic Dude, it looks wet rag. It looks just like just the one I have. Let me smell it. Let me make sure it's. No, this isn't Elvis sweat. You sure? Yeah, it smells like peanut butter. Elvis is sweat. <laughs> peanut butter, like honey peanut butter. There you go. What is this? This is actually smells like it can get me high if I could hold it close enough. <laughs> I, don't smell too long. 
Actually, no. It should be just, it's just water. So, like primer on there. Oh. <laughs> I think that's actually this. Oh, it's it's the marker. I was oh. right. If I smelt that enough. Oh. Yeah, pass that shit, baby. Stuff these markers. <laughs> now we're really getting like Elvis. Ain't <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Do you know there's a movie <laughs> that uh, Sam Raimi directed called Bobo Tep? Boba Tep? Yeah. And Bruce Campbell. Wow, I actually am high as fuck from that sharp. <laughs> <laughs> it's um he um B- Bruce Campbell plays Elvis. Uh, and he goes and like investigates some Egyptian shit, and it turns into like this this mummy movie where he has to fight a mummy. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, um, I loved when uh, I loved it was very short. It was just one brief scene, but when Jack White plays him in Dewey Cox. Oh yeah! Oh my! Jack it's White karate. <laughs> Only two kinds of people know it. <laughs> he, that was funny, and then he just fucking like, <laughs> <laughs> he just starts mumbling and shit. I also loved, uh, I loved the idea that Forrest Gump's fucking legs were the inspiration for his dancing. Yeah, I love that gag in that movie. But Elvis always shows up in a, in weird, funny ways throughout movies after his passing. One of my favorites is how he's kind of a supporting character in uh, True Romance. True Romance. True Romance. And then in standard Tarantino fashion. Kurt Russell. Yeah, it is Kurt Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell plays Elvis in True Romance. Kurt Kurt Russell also plays Elvis' son in, oh no, that was Kevin Costner, but Kurt Russell's in it. What's the movie called? Elvis vs. Nixon? No, you never, you had to have heard this movie. It's Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner, and they play Elvis impersonators, and they rob Oh, yeah, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. That's the one. I just watched it. And Kevin Costner is supposedly Elvis's, spoiler alert, long-lost brother. Son. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um... That's so funny. I just watched that movie the other day, but I wasn't paying a ton of attention, yeah. so I didn't even so, pick up on that. Weird turn of events, because I was just looking at Elvis's filmography. The last movie he starred in with a with a character name, his character name was Dr. John Carpenter. And Mary Tyler Moore was in that movie. And Mary Tyler Moore was in that movie. He's a surgeon. And then, I think maybe seven years later, John Carpenter would make... Yeah. The Elvis TV movie. Another interesting fact about it's Kurt Russell. Weird. Kurt Russell was in an Elvis movie with Elvis. As ten when he was ten years yeah, old. Yeah, he kicks him. It happened yeah. at the World's Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about this before we run out of time. We gotta talk about Scatter. Scatter. Oh yeah, Scatter. Yeah, What's wait, Scatter. Now this is this is where I love this is like Scatter was Elvis's uh, alcoholic chimpanzee that he would dress up in a suit. Oh God! <laughs> I'm not making. Here's the part where I know you're not making it up. I'm not making it up. His name was Scatter because uh, when Elvis would let him out, he would the first thing he would do if there was a lady in the room would be run up and stick his hand up their skirt, so the girls would scatter. As soon as this champions, as soon as this chimp came out, um, how he got everybody out the next day. He loved, he loved drinking whiskey and beer, and Elvis would dress him up in little suits. Yeah, look at that. There's a picture of him in a suit there. He's kind of yeah. cute. Oh, he's adorable. Look at that. You see him sitting. Yeah. 
He he was basically like uh like if Har- he was like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> It's like the Harvey Weinstein of chimps. Look at he's sit he's sitting in he's sitting in Elvis's uh, movie star chair. You yeah. know, like that that you sit in. You remember when El- when Michael Jackson had a little little monkey? Yes, of course. Yeah, that's not nearly as cool. I no, guarantee you, it wasn't. He, no, yeah, he probably just did the. Uh, what was that? Profanol? <laughs> a, little, a little chimps just like give me my milk. <laughs> <laughs> but Elvis would um he would he would drive the monkey around. He would put him in a chauffeur's outfit and a little chauffeur hat and he would and Elvis would drive him around. Get the fuck out. The chimp would be on his lap. And then like if Elvis got to a light, he would duck down. <laughs> so if you looked over it just looked like Scatter uh, was driving. Yeah, it just looked like a the chimp. monkey was driving. It looked like a monkey in a chauffeur's hat was driving. You know, I'm guessing like a Rolls Royce. I mean, if I had that amount of fuck you money, I would probably do some similar. Oh, I'd have a monkey too. I would. I actually think Elvis knocked out two of the top five things I would do if I had them. If I had, if I had that kind of money, first thing I'm doing. You're hiring a you, person you, that gets you, you out. I'm hiring a time consultant. Mm. <laughs> I get, like how I just call it. <laughs> I'm hiring a time consultant to get me out of conversations. And it's going to be weird because it's it's not just going to be people I don't know. Like, it's going to be everybody. It's going to be people I know well. Yeah. You know, like my daughter's going to be like, Daddy, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then this dude's just going to come over and point at his watch. <laughs> Be like, uh, Mr. Krantz, we have that. Uh, we got to go. We, we, we got that. we got that thing. Um, we have the voice recording for uh, Agent King. This the second thing I. <laughs> the second thing I would do would it would buy an alcoholic monkey and dress him in suits. I feel like that would be Hell pretty. Yeah. Uh, there's one story where. Um, the the monkey would like he would he would go after the staff. And there was one night where the where Scatter was like, I guess, particularly drunk, mm-hmm. and He's had a rough day. <laughs> had a rough day. Probably had a rough day on set. Maybe got a speeding ticket. I don't know. But uh, Scatter is he, he's like wild and out of control. And and they said that Elvis kept him in a cage. In the basement under the stairs, which may have been where some of his personality, uh, you know, like maybe that's why he wasn't maybe between that and the whiskey, that would explain why he wasn't the most cheerful monkey. Can you imagine being held in a cage under the stairs and then now you're allowed to like go out and get drunk and have a blast, but you just have to go back to this fucking cage? Yeah, well, that's that's what they said when he would get out of control. Elvis would and and the monkey would only listen to Elvis. So one night the monkey's like he's just terrorizing everybody. And then they said Elvis was you know, wasted on whatever. And Elvis gets down and gets right in the monkey's face. And he says, now listen here, you cut you. He goes, listen here, you coconut headed motherfucker. 
<laughs> he calls him a, I don't even know what it means, but it's my favorite thing I've ever heard somebody be called. He calls him a coconut headed motherfucker. <laughs> he probably had a like coconut shaped head. And he says, you're going down in that cage and you're not giving anybody else a hard time on the way. And they said the monkey like just dropped whatever it was doing and put his put his hands in front of his chest and just like sulked, you know, like tilted his head down like he knew he had done wrong and just very slowly walked down to the basement stairs and put himself in the cage. That's fucking cool, man. Elvis could talk to animals too. They <laughs> they knew he was the king, bro. King of rock and roll and the king of the jungle too, baby. He's the fucking man. I think that we learned a lot about Elvis today. The Lion King <laughs> seems to have omitted the details of also being able to understand the king. Yeah, the true king. Do you want to hear it? So uh, Scatter does meet. He meets with. There's a dark ending. It's, it's not all. It's not all whiskey and skirt chasing. Damn. Uh, one day, Scatter like takes a bite out of one of the maids. Uh oh. And she fucking poisons him. What? Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I was not ready for that. I thought they, were, they took him to doctors. She no. She got money. She no. fucking poisoned, poisoned him? him. She poisoned him. Dude, Grace, what was Yo, going Elvis on? Elvis must have been pissed. Well, you, you know that she had to have been watching this monkey shenanigans for months. Like... Let this, I wish a motherfucker would. Let him, let him lay one finger on me. Wow. What, so that must have been easy to poison if he's drinking all the time. She Game of Thrones, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> she she, she Joff, like, here. She joffreyed him. Gives him a goblet. Dude, if I was on that show Game of Thrones, I wouldn't take a fucking drink from anybody. Everybody's getting poisoned. I, We're House of Dragons. Yeah, no. You, you dump that shit first. Yeah. Jesus Christ. She poisoned her monkey. Can you imagine? Like, that was her life. That was real. Something real that happened in her life. She had a poison Elvis monkey. Yeah. Get fired. She had to go home. That's the other thing. Like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, what does Elvis do? Like. She poisoned my monkey. Yeah, but it's like, well, your monkey took a bite out of me. Like, what the fuck else? You know. She just sent the monkey to rehab, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but this is the 70s. In 2022, they would have been like, listen, Scatter. Yeah. They're, they're, they, had, they would have had an intervention. Mm -hmm. That dude would have been like, Scatter, I just know there's there's a bunch of people here that love the heck out of you. In 2022, <laughs> Scatter would be, Scatter would be at, in court getting called out by all those girls whose hand he shoved up their skirt, and he would be getting sued. Scatter. Yeah, but then there would be like half the country would be like, Scatter Scatter's be, got an alcohol problem. Scatter you know? would be in his little suit sitting on the stand, just getting torn apart by these ladies and their lawyers. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he probably, yeah, if he hadn't, yeah, if he was out today, he would have been, yeah, like, he would, like, the Jeff, uh, uh. He is a miniature Harvey Weinstein. Harvey yeah, Weinstein, yeah. thank you, that's yeah. who I was thinking of. And then he'd be crawling out. <laughs> Everybody taking pictures of him in the suit, and he's waving at them. <laughs> It'd be like some actress. The last day of his trial, he walked Yeah, he's got a, yeah. Oh my Harvey God. Weinstein. Did you hear Har Harvey Weinstein? They're saying, uh. How much Here's where he's is? at. What? They're saying that he that his lawyer is saying he, he needs new teeth. 
<laughs> I can't wait for the phone like, to come they out. Wanna, they want to delay the next trial. The lawyer was like, because he needs new teeth. I'm worried that if the jury sees him without teeth, they're, they're, it's going to make him look unfavorable. Oh, that's going to be. He's losing all his teeth, bro. That's karma. He's losing his teeth I can't. so he could suck some, some good dick in prison. I can't wait to see the photo because I wonder what's going to look worse. The Harvey Weinstein or the or the dude who produced Be My Baby, who was who, uh, fucked up. Music. Oh, uh, uh, Phil Spector. Phil Spector. I want to see the side by side. Who looked worse in prison? <laughs> Phil, Phil, Spector. Phil Spector looked pretty bad. In Phil prison. Spector looked like you, you ever seen the movie The Witches? Yes. Phil Spector looked like one of the witches at the end of the movie. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> the witches. That's like a Roald Dahl or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, where she turns him into the mice. Yeah, but this dude looked like a straight-up gargoyle. How <laughs> how angry do you think Elvis had to have been? Like, look, I, I know you're a human, and I know you work for me, and I'm yeah. supposed to keep Oof, you safe. Jesus, dude, you're spot on with that fucking reference. My God, he looks oh, exactly like that. Oh man! Looks like it looks like when uh, what's his name in Lord of the Rings starts to turn to Gollum. <laughs> My precious. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Elvis even tried replacing Scatter? Like, no. Nah. You, th- you think one of the mafia members was like, "Well, I, I got a line on an iguana with a he crack had, addiction." He had a bunch <laughs> of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the pain's too unbearable. <laughs> he had a, a lot of animals. I think he had tigers. He had like a zoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this he dude was like pre-Michael Jackson craziness. He was like if you were able to play a video game of your life, right? And you can just like really do whatever you want. You just become a rock star, yeah. have a monkey, do movies. That's what you would do. He lived like your I, typical it, boy's dream. It, you know what? I'm I'm so curious. Like, when do you cross? What do they call it? Like crossing the Rubicon? Like, because at some point he's like, he grows. He grew up dirt poor. Yeah, literally like in a shotgun shack. Yep. And uh, his daddy's in jail most of the time, and he's just he's he's every time he moves, it's to a worse situation. And they said he had such a fear of going back to to being poor that he always said, I just want to make enough to never have to worry about that again. I I just want to know that I'm never going to be poor again, which is very understandable. But when when do you go from that to like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'll take that drunk monkey. Everybody around you telling you to enjoy yourself, probably. I could see that, you know? Yeah. People are like, oh, just spend a little bit. You'll enjoy it because they want to, like, benefit from it. I could see that being maybe one of the factors. I mean, when your boss buys you a Cadillac when you quit and come back. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. That I mean, but you forget whatever he paid them. Just the, just the benefits. They said the only rule was, like, if you were on the inner circle... You sleep when he sleeps. Like, there's no bitching out and going to bed yeah, before yeah. the fun ended. You know, they said he he was very, very a lonely guy. As soon as people left, as soon as he was alone, he was like, have it. he had extreme anxiety. He would call up, like, the cooks, like, his chefs and stuff in Graceland and, like, people who were just around just to come sleep in the same bed with him because yeah. he was such a lonely guy. It's kind of sad. 
It's you, really you wouldn't sad. Think about no, that. I, he tried after after reading up on him. I was like, I never realized what a sympathetic figure he was. Yeah. And uh, like, it really is a case of like. I mean, I know it's hokey to say, but like, money can't buy happiness. No, I can't believe you just said that. Ugh, so gross. But it's true. I know it's true. I mean, but it, I, but then I'm like, but it can buy a dude that gets you out of conversation. It can buy a time consultant and an alcoholic monkey. Yeah, and I feel Arnie like Weinstein. I feel like those would make me happy. He did have a great time. He did have such a he, he seemed, had a he seemed good like, life up I, until like maybe not so much the end. One one of one of the mafia one of the Memphis mafia dudes. So oh, Kahuna, to what you were saying earlier that you wish there was something you could watch on them. On YouTube, there's an hour long documentary. <laughs> called the Elvis and the Memphis Mafia. I just saw it. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I've never been more excited for an episode of I Love Rock and Roll to be over. <laughs> like, just I'm going home to watch that, the finish the movie. Yeah. Like you if if you just YouTube crazy Elvis stories, you can you can go down a really fun wormhole. But uh one of these dudes was saying that one day, so there's he says there's, including Elvis, there's seven dudes in the house. Mm -hmm. So he says, one day, just out of boredom, said, I'm going to walk around the house and uh, count the number of women here. 152. Nice. 152 women to seven dudes. Paradise? I, I mean, how do you... Does it? It um, like that sounds almost horrible to me. Horrible? Why? All those stories. Like you got to listen. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, is that why he bought Scatter? <laughs> yeah, that's why you, you let him out of the cage. Hundred fifty-two fucking horseshit lady stories. <laughs> I mean, how many, you so know I, what I mean? So I grew up in Tennessee, and my pa was a farmer. Uh-huh, that's nice. Hey, me and my monkey scatter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out by the giraffes. <laughs> I don't know if you want to come. You can stay here. Hey, who wants to go look at new Cadillac? <laughs> Dude, how about, I mean, like, Johnny Bravo, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned at all. I haven't, I don't mention him because... As much as, yeah, he is based off of a little bit of Elvis Presley. I think that a lot of it is like, it doesn't add to the image well. Yeah, Because Johnny Bravo's just a fucking creep and yeah, a half. A giant fuckboy. So I think that most people are like, okay, he does have Elvis-like tendencies. Yeah. But that's not Elvis. No, Elvis was... Meanwhile, I can't wait for this Agent King show, man. This Dude, you blew yeah. my mind. I can't wait to see who's who's going to be voicing. It looks like the Samurai Jack animation, which is even better. And what's I was looking at the the crew that's involved. The name Matt Thompson really stuck out because that's the dude who makes Archer right now. Oh, nice! So awesome. Like, Maybe oh, that's going to be awesome. I think that's what I was thinking. It does look like Archer, dude. I'm totally going to watch that. I want to find yeah, out. That, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, Would you get Austin Butler to come back and voice Elvis, or you get somebody else? He's getting a lot of bullshit for that. You people think are, so? people are like, you played fucking Elvis in a movie. The movie came out a year ago. Stop talking like him. Because <laughs> he, he's in interviews, he does still sound yeah. like a little bit. But he's like, I played that character for fuck because of COVID. I was playing that character yeah. for three years. He's like, I got, I still haven't really shaken it off. Yeah, I mean, at some point. But yeah. what a, what a great performance. Good for him. He was great. Um, 
He was great. He was if if I could if like I could CGI Tom Hanks out of that movie, I'm like, holy shit, what a great movie! And there's definitely a story to be told about the relationship oh, yeah. with, with uh, the Colonel. Do Do but, you think he played Elvis as good as Rami Malek played uh, Freddie Mercury? I thought he was just. That's he was, a good question. I thought he was right there. I yeah, he was yeah. Right. I, th- I think it, I think that was one of the best. Yeah, uh, that was one of the best. Well, it is now, according to Box Office Mojo, the second highest-grossing biopic of all time, next to Bohemian Rhapsody. Next to Bohemian wow. Rhapsody. Well, it's because Bohemian Rhapsody made an unfair amount of money. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody was like. 10 million short of making a billion. Wow. Bohemian Rhapsody kind of sucked too, though, right? Like, it was, it was, was, it was, was way, way overrated. Better. Did you like this better? Because I did. I I did enjoy I watched Bohemian Rhapsody and I never thought about it. I was like, oh my God, that dude looks and sounds just like him. I think that, I think for me, the highlight of Bohemian Rhapsody is its cast because mm-hmm. I get immersed and I get lost in the fact that, like, oh yeah, these are actors. Yeah. But they are so in the roles of who they are playing that. I forget. Oh yeah, they're kind of leaving out some details, and they're making up things as they go along. It's also, I mean, for both of these, but Freddie Mercury especially. Like, I don't want to see the PG thirteen version. Oh no, yeah, you want to see a Freddie Mercury's life. Like, you want to you want to see him butt fucking a couple people. That's to, be, to be fair though, like <laughs> I don't know that, but. We were some, <laughs> we were That's what I, I read we your mind. That's why yeah. you're choking right now. Like, How do you know that? I want to see the moment he got AIDS. There, you made me say it. There was. Just wait till you see the George Michael movie and the fucking uh. Well, the porta potty comes the up. Weird, the weird thing is, is that Bohemian Rhapsody could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a great movie. I too, thought it was but, okay. I mean, I th- I think that more for me it was more like the spectacle was dope, but like. Yeah, there were some things where I was like, this got this won an Academy Award for mm-hmm. Best Editing. That's some of the worst editing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> and and that's coming from someone who enjoys the movie. Yeah. But Oh my god, but what was I, I gonna say? So yeah, Sha- Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play him. Yeah, I know that, that, and that it was supposed cool. to be R-rated. And yeah. it was supposed and to be R-rated, was, but he was to... he was having problems with Brian May and the surviving members of Queen yeah. because apparently their stipulation was that they wanted Freddie's death to be the halfway point in the movie. Oh, I see. I get it. They were like, they wanted there's, a there's more. the, but there's our story after that. And I'm like, no offense, y'all, but this isn't the Queen biopic. Yeah. This is the Freddie Mercury biopic. Yeah, yeah. Like, slow your roll. Yeah. So. I would say after Bohem, I watched it. I was like, oh, my God, that dude was great as Freddie Mercury. The movie was eh. Uh, but I never thought about it again. Like I wa- I watched Elvis and even as much as I hated Tom Hanks and I'm a much bigger Queen fan. I only really started listening to Elvis music this week. Oh, no. Um, uh, but I, I've been thinking about the movie since I saw it. And then if I see it's on HBO, like I've caught 20 minutes here and there. Oh, again. I totally rewatch it. Yeah. And it's long. Yeah. It's, it's a long so, movie, but I would yeah. totally rewatch it. So many good parts. Yeah, I cannot wait uh, for Agent King, though. That looks sick. So excited. I feel like I saw something for it, and I kind of forgot about it, but we got to be getting closer now. <laughs> Hotel. Elvis slept here. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, it's possible. Well, I'll leave, I'll leave you... We'll, I'll tell one quick story that I thought was funny that just shows you like how 
how hard it was for this guy just to function in the normal world because he he was so uh, isolated. Um, I started to say it before. So he he's renting this house with the Memphis Mafia from they're in Palm Springs and they're renting Jack Warner, the head of Warner Brothers Studios house. It's a giant mansion. And Elvis always sleeps till like late afternoon. So uh, his boy wakes up and he's like, oh, I'll go grocery shopping. So there's food. So Elvis can have breakfast. And the other guys there, they're like, well, we're just going to go hit like Rodeo Drive or whatever. And they're going to go shopping, thinking that, El you know, they're going to be back long before Elvis even wakes up. Elvis wakes up early in the morning to an empty house and decides he's going to do the food shopping, <laughs> which even that's just hilarious. Like just the idea of Elvis walking into a supermarket. So then he realizes he doesn't know how to call a cab, you know, so he just dials zero for the operator. And he's like, hey, uh, I want to call a cab. And they were like, all right, that's not what we do. <laughs> And he was like, well, who does that? And they're like, you have to call information. He was like, well, how do I do that? And I would, like, you know what? If I was him, I would have just said, listen, I'm Elvis Presley. I'm having a more. Well, yeah. Please. So, yeah. so, so listen. So he calls 411 and he was like, I'd like the number of a cab. And the lady's like, well, which one? And he was like, I, I don't know. And she was like, well, there's tons of taxi companies. There's Yellow Cab. And then he was like, yeah, I've heard of that. All right. Uh, I want yellow cab. So she gives him the number. He calls yellow cab. He's like, yes, I, I would like a cab. And they were like, okay, uh, where are we sending it? And he was like, I don't know. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm in town and I'm staying at, uh, I'm staying at this house and I don't know the address. And they were like, Oh, we can't fucking help you. Mm -hmm. You don't know the address. And then Kahuna, he does exactly what you said. He was like, listen, uh, this is Elvis Presley. And the lady was like, you're Elvis Presley. He was like, yeah, this is Elvis Presley. Uh, I'm staying at, I'm staying at uh, Jack Warner's house. And I want to go to the supermarket. Mm -hmm. And she was like, all right. Like everybody knows where Jack Warner's house is. She was like, all right, I'm going to send a cab. But like, if you're not out there, he's not sticking around. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, she didn't think for a second that it was Elvis. Yeah. So then uh, he hangs up. Cab shows up a few minutes later. Only it's a gated house. So people can't get in. And Elvis has no idea how to open the gate. So like. The, the gate, it's like the way to open it is either a key from the outside or you call into an intercom and then you got to hit a button from inside. Right. And it opens the gate. And uh, so he hears the taxi driver like, hey, I'm here. And uh, Elvis is like, he can't even figure out how to answer him. So he's just hitting buttons like, oh, this is Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave this Elvis, but the guy can't hear him because he can't even figure out how to get it like working two ways. So then finally, 
Elvis just runs out, but it's not even like it's like a solid gate. And he's trying to he's screaming to the cab driver like this Elvis don't leave. And he's trying to climb up so you can see him. So he he was like, if I have to, I'll jump this. I'll jump this gate. And he's trying to wiggle his way up the gate. And then but just as that's happening, his boy that went shopping, that went to the grocery market, comes back and he opens the gate and the cab driver's just sitting there like he, he like he's just watching Elvis's head, you know, like pop into view for a second and then <laughs> down. And then Elvis is like, where were you? He's like, well, I went to get I went to get us breakfast. And Elvis was like, oh, all right, well, then come on in and make breakfast. And he goes, he says, to the, he, he says to his friend, he goes, give the dude a hundred bucks. And the guy just peels a hundred dollar bill, you know, which this is the 60s. I'm guessing that's a lot of fucking money. back. That's probably like getting 500 bucks today or something. Yeah. And uh, he hands him a hundred dollar bill. And the guy had been there for all of five minutes. (laughs) And the cab driver was just like. Hey, Elvis, anytime you need a ride, just call. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You know, Bruce Springsteen uh, almost jumped the gates to Graceland and got arrested, right? I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it when we did the Jerry Lee Lewis episode. He showed up there drunk one day with a pistol. Yeah, he was jealous of Elvis. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you just go, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I sort, I nah, sort of agree, this but is, this was a good one. <laughs> this is fucking great. I had no ideas for any of these. Yeah. I knew a couple of things about Elvis Presley. Yeah, I did. I really didn't know much. I, I, I'm actually like glad that I forced myself because I never would have been like, yeah, I'll watch the Elvis. You could movie. talk about him forever. Yeah, there's so much shit. All right. Well. Michael, you got anything? Uh, you got anything coming up? You yeah. Wanna, um, you got? September twenty second, I'm at the Dojo in Morris Plains. Uh, it's also Tiff's Tiff's Comedy Club upstairs. Mm-hmm. That that place, the Dojo. And I'm sorry. Wait, September twenty second? Yeah. I thought you were with me at the Tap House. Oh, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> tap House. Fucking. Because I, I didn't can't have even up. plug my show well. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, you're, I didn't know you were going to be at Tap House that day. I didn't know you were. On I'm, that. I'm, I'm, the, I'm your headliner. I had no for the fucking evening. idea. Scott, Scott just hit me up. He's like, you want to do Tap House? I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Oh, that's funny. Um, then I'm at the Tri Lounge, the Tri Lounge in Staten Island, New York, for the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival. And uh, when I'm, I'm at the Dojo on October 29th, I'm, I'm headlining, so that'll be a fun one. And I'm, I'm doing yours on the 21st. Stage House, Vinnie Brown. Oh yeah, Mountainside with Bonnie, with Bonnie McFarland. Or the nineteenth, that is so, October nineteenth. Um, yeah. So you can see me and Mike uh, September twenty first and twenty second. Twenty first is at Stage House Tavern in Mountainside, New Jersey. You can go to their website for tickets. And uh, the other, I don't even know where the Tap House is. Tap House is in uh, Den uh, Denville. Right? Denville? Oh, no, Jefferson. Jefferson. Tap House is in Jefferson. Have you ever done that room? No. Oh, you're going to love it, time. dude. It's a yeah, fun show. That show time. always sells out. So if you want to get tickets, get them. All right, Kahuna. It's good to have you back. Anything uh, Anything you got coming up, coming uh, out? Uh, nothing to promote at the moment, but a lot of good at things in the works. That's good. Uh, thank you. Thanks for letting me sit in on this one. This was fun. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>